to bring the word. And so I want to preach to you this morning from the context of Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61. If you have a Bible, you can turn to Isaiah chapter 61. And, and, and I've been serving with and alongside and, and for Pastor Brian and Pastor Natalie for many years. And Isaiah chapter 61 verse 4 has been something that he has always kept close to his heart. Matter of fact, it aligns with the vision that we've had for our house this year to be kingdom builders. Last year, he preached a message called Being Repairers of the Breach, and this is where we get that from. Isaiah chapter 61, in, in verse 4, it calls us that we will, we will repair the ruined cities. That's why what happened Friday is so important, because God is calling us to repair a ruined city, that the curse of death has been overturned, and now the church of Jesus Christ needs to step up and repair the desolation. And so in Isaiah chapter 61, I want to start in verse 1, and I want to verse, uh, go through verse 3. Verse 1 says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, is upon me, is upon me. It isn't going to wait for tomorrow. It's on you now. And that's why we speak up so boldly against wicked agendas. It's why we're not afraid. We can't just be social media experts and just post about it. we got to step up. But the Spirit of the living God is upon me. It's upon me. It's upon you. It says, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. This is a scripture verse prophetically speaking to a nation and prophetically speaking to us this morning. You don't need a microphone. You don't need a title. You've been anointed to preach news. Good news. The whole gospel of Jesus Christ. Everywhere we go. We must preach this gospel because we've been anointed to preach the gospel. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is our year, church. This is our time, church. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. Friday, something was overturned. And now for the rest of this year, is there a Pentecostal blood-bought church that'll rise up and give to this thing and go and be and stand in the gap for those who don't have a voice? I wish there was a Pentecostal church that has been crying out for 50 years for something we saw God do in a moment. I'm grateful my pastor wasn't silent. I'm grateful we're having a women's center open up. I'm grateful I see people adopting and fostering and being part of a solution and not just talking about it. I'm tired with rhetoric. Tired with the church saying, this is wrong and this is that, but have no options. Not in this church, for we have been anointed for such a time as this. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. There is coming a day, there is coming a day, there is coming a day that the eastern sky will crack open and Jesus Christ will call his bride home and what will be left on the earth is the vengeance of God. I'm here to tell you today, 
This is why end time voices have to rise up. Because at any moment, the trumpet will sound. And the state of the church is that many will be sitting in the pews as the trumpet is announced or sitting in their car or sitting at home or at their job going through daily tasks like it's no big deal and then in one moment and in a twinkling of an eye it's all different. This is why end time voices are important. Can I get an amen? You thought you came for a tickling message this morning. I understand when Pastor Brian leaves this pulpit, I count it an honor and a privilege to speak with boldness because the Holy Spirit is upon me. And I pray today that God will speak his word and not mine. Verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Not you, not me. But he would be glorified. See, your joy turns from mourning so that he can get the glory. And all week this passage has been on my heart. God has placed it on my heart. But verse 3, verse 3 is what God has been just sticking in my soul. Because the time of mourning is over. The time of hanging our head low is over. Lift up your head and give the king of glory his honor. Give the king of glory his due. Shake off that spirit of heaviness you've been laying in for too long. And pick up a garment of praise and open wide your mouth and let the Lord fulfill everything he's declared for you and for your family. But I'm tired of a church that is laying back and waiting for God to do what God said he would do. And you ain't giving him any type of praise or worship for what he's already done. We have got to pick up the garment of praise. You want to think, you, you think like, well, I'm just supposed to come in here and then they sing the songs and, and then I'm just supposed to feel good. No, you've got to enter with praise. You've got to be prepared to give glory. You've got to put on the garment of praise. You have to do it. Now, my wife knows this about me for many, many years. I am always aware of what, it, what the clothes that I'm wearing, from my jacket to my shirt to the shoes to the watch. I want to make sure it all matches. I'm always aware. But am I that aware spiritually? So I've got a title for the message this morning. Be aware or beware of what you wear. Beware of what you wear. Some of us have the spirit of heaviness all over us. We can't even lift up our head or give an encouraging word to somebody or give a prophetic message to somebody or tell somebody that Jesus is coming because you're so looking straight down. If you catch yourself looking straight down, you might miss it. You have got to put on this garment of praise. But you don't understand I'm going through it, how can I praise? My family's going through it, how can I worship? I don't understand how I can put on a garment of praise. Look at everything that God has already done. Look at everything that God is doing. 50 years saints prayed to God for something to take place. Year after year, year after year, year after year, disappointment, disappointment, and then in one moment, in one moment, in one moment, 
He overturned the agenda of the enemy and they lost their mind. They are losing their mind. Because God honors the faithfulness of his people. Those who don't quit when the things when things get tough and when when everything seems to be out of alignment, make sure you're not out of alignment with God. The Bible says that praise should ever be upon our lips. Make sure we're not just giving God lip service. That what we're saying is truly what is happening on the inside. Can I get an amen? It's so easy to become depressed in our world. It's so easy to be disappointed in our world. It's so easy to get our eyes low. I hear it as I'm walking through the grocery store. I hear it when I pull into the gas station. The gas prices are so high. The grocery bill is getting higher. Electricity is getting higher. We're in a drought. The the gas, everything is going high. The housing market high. Well, I'm here to preach some good news to you. I don't care how high the housing market goes. I don't care how high the gas prices go. I don't care how high the groceries go. There's still a name that is above that. And if you'll put on this garment of praise, I don't care if gas gets to $8 a gallon. You have a Jehovah that has a name attached to it called Jireh. He's not going to let you fail. But we'll be so concerned like the government. We'll be so concerned like somebody's going to give us a hand. I ain't looking for anybody to give me a hand. I've got a Jehovah Jireh. He's my source. We get so caught up with everything we don't have. We forget about everything. I remember Pastor Brian preached a message that stuck in my heart because I was complaining about the AC in my house broke last summer. It broke last summer, and so I was complaining. And then God had to remind me during that message because it was about the manna not being good enough anymore. He reminded me, he said, didn't you ask me for a house with AC? I said, yes, Lord, I did. You didn't ask me for an AC that worked. You just asked me for a house with AC. But God, I thought that was given. And so I got so concerned with what I didn't have that I still had a house. I still had a wife. I still had children. I still had food in the fridge. I still had gas in the car. I still had clothes on my back. Can I tell you, you have to beware of what you wear because people see it. My kids are going to watch me. The youth are going to watch us. The kids are going to watch us. And if we can't praise through the tough times, we're not going to teach them how to praise through the tough times. Verse 3 says it. To console those who mourn in Zion, I need to comfort somebody who feels like they're mourning. Weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm here to tell you that there is a Jehovah, there is a King of kings, and a Lord of lords, that if you'll put your focus on him, I know it's tough. God never promised everything would be easy. He actually said there would be trouble. But to be grateful and to be thankful because he's already overcome it. I want to encourage somebody that God is going to give you beauty for your ashes. 
beauty for your ashes. In the Old Testament, ashes always symbolize the time of mourning. Maybe you're here today and you're mourning something or someone that you lost. God can give you beauty for ashes. He can give you oil of joy for mourning. The garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Three things we can be given if we'll allow the Lord to give it to us. But like any gift, I can buy you something nice, I can buy you something good, but unless you receive it, you can't get it. You've got to receive it. Do you want joy or do you want mourning? Do you want gladness or do you want heaviness? I know what we'll all say. I want the, mo- I want the joy. I-, I want the gladness. I-, I want that. Then you got to receive it. And then you got to do your part. You cannot allow the surroundings to dictate your praise. You cannot let what's happening around you control your praise. It's not that bad. People used to tell me that all the time. It's not that bad. It could be worse. You're right. It could be worse. But I always felt like that was a really, really dumb statement to say to me. It could be worse. You're right, but it's still bad. Tell me something I don't know. But then years later, I had to realize it doesn't matter how tough it is. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It does not change the attributes and the character and the personality of the living God. Just because it's tough right now, he's still on the throne. Just because it's tough right now, he's still faithful. Because it's tough right now, doesn't change that he's good. God doesn't change. Seasons do. God doesn't change seasons do and what I'm trying to tell you is that he was the same yesterday he is the same today and he will be the same tomorrow but your season might not be because your season wasn't the same last year and it's not going to be the same in the future but your God was the same then he's the same now and he'll be the same in the future. I wish there was a people that's ready to put on a garment of praise this morning because we celebrated a whole lot of stuff that God has already done. We're about to celebrate some things God's gonna do. But my goodness, what the rest of this year is gonna look like for our church is gonna be miraculous and I cannot wait. But I don't wanna be around people that refuse to put on the garment of praise. I looked at Pastor Shalom and I looked at my wife. I said, they match perfectly. And something in the spirit said to me, that's the same unity that I'm trying to get into my church. That they don't really, like exactly what are you wearing? Are you going to wear yellow pants and a black shirt? Are you going to wear a black shirt and yellow pants? Yep, whatever. They didn't talk like that. But yet they showed up and they're the same. There was this one moment that everybody makes fun of me. If you weren't here, don't put the picture up. But there was somebody that matched exactly. White pants, pink shirt, and we were both up here on this platform. And I thought it looked really great until people started telling me. That doesn't look so great. Don't let anybody tell you. Don't let anybody tell you what your praise is supposed to look like. 
I put on the garment of praise that he gave me, not what you gave me. I ain't praising what you gave me. I ain't praising for you. I came here to share with somebody today. I don't care how funny your praise looks. If your focus is him, it's perfect in his eyes. People going to tell you, shut up. People going to tell you, stop spinning. People going to tell you, stop running. People going to tell you, you got to raise your hands. People going to tell you, you got to run. People going to tell you, you got to spin. I'm here to tell you, you do what the Spirit tells you to do. And you give Him all the glory. And you give Him all the honor. And you worry. You don't worry about what anybody else has to say. I didn't come here this morning to worship you. I don't need your worship. I didn't come here to get your praise. I don't need your praise. I didn't create you. God did. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the praise. So yeah, I drove up in this parking lot. My life ain't perfect. Yeah, I don't got it all together. But I got Jesus. I got God. And I've got a garment of praise that I'm never taking off. Don't you let anybody tell you how to praise God. If you got to shout, shout. You got to dance, dance. You ain't got no rhythm. Think about it first. The Bible only says make a joyful noise. So if you can't sing, you can still sing. But if you can't dance, the Bible don't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired of, of worrying about what you think of me. And I'm not saying that I don't. I'm not saying there aren't moments I'm here and I'm thinking, man, this is going to look funny to this person. It's going to look funny to that person. They might judge me for it. You know what I did in that moment? I took off the garment of praise and I put on the spirit of heaviness. Because when it's heavy, you can't lift it. You can't lift your hands. You can't run. You can't dance when the spirit of heaviness is on your life. But when you shrug that thing off and you put on that garment of praise and you start dancing and you start shouting and you start lifting your voice and you look at everybody else and they got funny looks on their face you don't even worry about them because you don't see them all you see is him and you're giving him your praise there's got to be a church full of people that has the garment of praise on their life because there is a world that needs to see that no matter how bad things get we still have something to give God glory for we still have something you can't tell people about Jesus and then act like you don't know him. You can't tell people about the goodness of God and then never talk about it. All you ever talk about is what you don't have. Some of us don't have joy because we haven't been in the presence. Because it's in his presence, the Bible says. That's where you find the fullness of joy. But we're so caught up in our circumstances that we get happy and not joyful. I'm happy because yesterday, this was a good thing that took place in my life. So I was happy. But then today, me and my wife got an argument. We didn't really. I'm just using that as an example. We got an argument, so it's bad. Today is bad. Today is bad. Instead of thinking, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have what I got. And so even though maybe I had a disagreement, at least I had a wife to have a disagreement with. 
And we always got something. We've got to remember that not everybody has what we have. And there is a lot of people in this world that are praying for what you're complaining about. Okay. So, beware what you wear. Husbands, can I speak to the hubbies right now? Beware what you wear in your house. You had a tough day at work. You come in with all this complaining. I had a tough day. I had a rough day. Leave me alone. Shut up. Make dinner and just feed me so I can go take a shower and get to bed. Don't leave the, tell the kids to leave me alone too. The spirit of heaviness will come over your house. And ain't nobody going to praise. Ain't nobody going to worship. Ain't nobody going to want to be around you. Beware what you wear. Wives, can I talk to the wifeies? Beware what you wear. You are clothed. You are clothed with something that God has given you for your house, for your husband, for your children. Beware what you're wearing in your house. Children, can I talk to you for a little bit? Beware what you wear when you're hanging out with your friends. Beware what you wear when you're going to school, when you're coming home. I'm just trying to help somebody today because some of us have been mourning for way too long. Some of us have been sad for way too long. Some of us forgot that we still have a Lord and Savior that is on the throne right now, that is working some things out. I know it doesn't look good right now. I know it doesn't look good, but God looks amazing. You missed it. I know it doesn't look good, but He looks amazing. And when my focus is on Him, I've got the garment of praise. There's never a season in my life, there's never a season in my life that I can't give God glory, that I can't give God praise. But for so long, I attached my praise to my circumstance. I attached my praise to things. And when those things faded, because how many of you know everything in this life is temporary? So I attached my happiness to a relationship, and when that didn't work out, I became sad. I attached my, 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 my praise to the job. And when I got fired or let go, I didn't, just so you know. When I got fired or let go, I became sad. I attached my, my praise to my finances. So when that unexpected bill came in, I lifted up my hands and said, God, why? Because my praise was attached to something that could never satisfy me. So if you wake up expecting that thing to satisfy you, you will always have the spirit of heaviness on your life. It will always bring you down. But if you can put on the garment of praise and have that praise attached to Christ, he never fails, he never loses, he never leaves you, and he never forsakes you. I wish somebody understood that this morning. That could praise God just a little bit. That could give God some glory because it ain't that bad. Now I can get to the message, amen. A lot of times when I feel the spirit of heaviness coming on me, I feel my eyes beginning to go low again. Because we all go through that moment. But just me. We all go through that moment where something just takes our focus off of God. And so I have to put my focus back on God. And, and I wrote some things down of what I like to say to remind myself that I still can put on the garment of praise. 
You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are my creator and you're my counselor, guiding me daily to make wise decisions. You are my comforter in sorrow, pain, and distress. I praise you for drawing near to me when I draw near to you. You are El Roi, the God who sees me. You are the eternal Lord. You are my heavenly Father. You are a father to the fatherless. How great are you, how faithful you are, day in and day out. You are holy, yet you made a way just for me to approach you. I praise you for being my helper and for your Holy Spirit's conviction, correction, and protection in my life. I see you, God, with eyes of faith. You are Jehovah God and Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides all my needs. I praise you as my Jehovah Rapha, my God who heals, and for being Jehovah Ra, my faithful shepherd. You are not just king, but you're king of kings, Lord of lords, and yes, you are Jesus, the name above all names. My whole heart, I praise you, God. You are Messiah, the soon and coming king. You are omniscient, you know all things. You are omnipresent everywhere at all times. You are my peace, my protector, and the high priest who became my redeemer and sacrifice forever. You died to set me free. You rose again and gave me victory over death. No longer am I enslaved to sin, for you are my salvation, my rescuer, my refuge. You give me hope within. I praise you because you are trustworthy and true. You're my teacher. You're my understanding. You're my wisdom. You promise wisdom to me when I ask you for it. For you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, I love that you delight in me and that you rejoice over me with singing. You know the number of hairs on my head. I was going to make a joke there, but some don't have as many as me. But you know the number of hairs on my head and you are always thinking of me. You are preparing a place for me so that one day I will live with you forever. And when I get there, maybe then, God, and only then will I be able to praise you adequately in a way not possible right here on earth, the way you truly deserve. When I remind myself of all those things, and that was just a short list. There's so many more names. There's so many more attributes that you could have attached to the name of God. But in that little short realm of truth that I shared with you, I can take off the spirit of heaviness and I can put on a garment of praise. I love how Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 talks about it because we're all going to go through times where what we thought would happen isn't going to happen. Where we prepared for something and it didn't work out in our favor. Anybody ever work really hard at something and then it didn't turn out all right? I like to think of myself as a handy person. I like to build things. And when I start, I'm super excited. But by the time the product comes, it's not so great. Anybody else with me? Most of you guys are probably good at building stuff, but I'm not. And I thought about the scripture in Habakkuk chapter chapter 3, verse 17. It says this, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Even though the tree doesn't give its figs, I've done all the work. I want to just put that into our terms. I've tithed every week, God. 
I've served every service, God. I've gone over and above. I've attended regularly. I've done everything right, and still the tree doesn't bear figs. I've done everything I'm supposed to do, and it didn't work out. I've done everything the right way, and still no figs. I've planted, watered, and pruned, and still no fruit on my vine, God. I've fed and watered the flock, and they still don't provide. Even though I've done it all right, and I don't see the result. Yet, I will rejoice. This is the garment of praise. It's not attached to the situation. Your praise is attached to God. Because my faith is not in the vine. So whether it bears fruit or not, my faith is in God. Whether the tree bears figs or not, my hope and my trust was not or ever will be in a tree. It's not in anything. It's in someone named God. And so many of us attach our praise to the situation and the circumstances. And I'm here to tell you this morning that there has to be a church in this last day. Because what you think is wicked now, the Bible tells us it will get even worse. And yet the end will still not come. And so there needs to be a blood-bought remnant of God that will rise up and still have a praise on their mouth. An end-time end remnant that will still rise up and have a worship in their heart. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, not in the tree. I don't rejoice in the figs. I don't rejoice in the fruits. I don't rejoice in the flocks. I rejoice in the Lord. In every season, remember, every season you have a reason. We sing a song. In every season, I have a reason to sing. Remember, seasons don't change, or excuse me, seasons change. God doesn't. In every season, you can praise him. Psalm 100, chapter 4, verse uh, 4 through 5, excuse me. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Most of us will enter the courts with a list. Not a list of everything we're getting ready to praise him for, but a list of everything we need him to do right now. It got real quiet. Real quiet. I have often found myself with a list of things that I need from God when I've entered into his courts. And I've begged him, I've begged him, and I've begged him to do something on my behalf. But now, after this moment that God revealed this word to me, I want to change that list. And that's why I gave you a list of things that I had written down this week about who God is I want to bring that list to God because that list always reminds me that no matter how tough the situation is no matter what the result of what I've been praying for happens no matter what happens he's still God he's still on the throne he's still the soon and coming king he's still the one that can turn every situation around and I know that maybe I might have to wait a little bit I might have to wait a little bit but I know I know I know 
that I serve a God that won't leave me high and dry. I know that I serve a God of the valleys. I know I serve a God of the mountaintops. No matter where I find myself today, no matter if I find myself in the valley or if I find myself on the mountaintop, there's a garment that I've gotten on. Bring me that coat. There's a garment that I've got on. And see, right now, before I put this coat on, my coat, that I, it fits nice. I even asked my wife before I came in the sanctuary, does this look all right? Does this look good? Does this fit all right? Because there's nothing worse than wearing a suit coat that doesn't fit you. Where the arms are all the way down there and it looks like you can wrap yourself. But I thought spiritually for a second that no matter what I got on, that God can always wrap me in my own garment. And I know what you're thinking right now, Jen. I know it. That doesn't fit you. Don't tell me how my praise fits me. Oh, that's too big for you. I serve a big God. My praise is going to be big. Oh, your shout is a little too loud. I serve a big God, so my shout's going to be big. I love that no matter what season I'm in, the grace of God will always cover me. So even though maybe I'm wearing a little spirit of heaviness, Maybe my eyes got off of focus. That garment's big enough to just cover, cover, cover. Don't judge my praise because you don't know the prison I've just got out of. Don't judge my worship because you don't know the warfare I've been through. Let me shout a little bit. Let me dance a little bit. Let me clap. You worship God how you want to worship God. Maybe you didn't have it as tough as me growing up. Maybe you didn't have to get rescued from drug addiction. Maybe you didn't have to get up off of a deathbed. But there is something that God did in my life that I'm never going to forget. And when I begin to get my eyes off of Him, I pick up a garment of praise and I just wrap myself in it. And I don't care how it looks to anybody. People used to tell me for years, you shout a whole lot when you preach. Don't judge my preaching because you don't know my prison that God set me from. I can't be quiet. I can't preach any other way. People say, man, you got an angry face. Don't judge my face because you don't have my faith. I know what God did for me. I know what I have now I don't deserve. I wake up every morning next to somebody I didn't deserve, but he gave it to me anyway. You don't know my praise. I know it may look funny to you. That coat don't fit. That garment don't fit. Well, my focus ain't on you or what you have to say. My focus is on him and what he's already established for me. And for that reason... I have a garment of praise that might not fit you, that might not look right to you, but it's perfect for me, and I don't care how funny it looks to you, because I came to give God glory. I came to give God praise. I know this looks big. I know it looks funny. But if I judged my worship if I conducted myself in praise according to what everybody else had to say about it, I'd keep my hands in my pocket and I'd keep my mouth shut. But I'm done worshiping quietly.
I'm done worshiping conservatively. I love to worship loud. I love to worship big. But I have also had to learn, I'm about to close in about 45 minutes. I've learned that what I do on this altar, if it's not the same when nobody's watching, then this has become a performance and a show. This garment of praise should be on me forever. This garment of praise should never be taken off. I know there's moments where we feel like we take it off and our eyes get off of Jesus. But if I can shout and I can praise and I can run and I can dance here, then when nobody's watching, my praise should be at that same level. Amen? Amen? And so this morning, I just wanted to help somebody. The morning is over. The morning is over. He's going to give you some oil this morning. Oil for your gladness. Come on, somebody. He's going to give you, he's going to exchange some things. He's going to exchange some things. I'm so grateful. You know, when you go to a different country, sometimes they don't take American dollars. I know that blows your mind. But sometimes they use something other than American currency. And so you have to go to a place that exchanges it. And I remember when I was traveling quite a bit, I'd go one day and I'd have a certain exchange rate. But then if you went back the other day, the exchange rate was different. It was always fluctuating at times, depending. Anybody know what I'm talking about, yeah? But for the last 46 years of my life, there's been an exchange rate that has never changed in my life. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he says in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. What he said in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. It was true then, and it's true now, and it will be true tomorrow. That exchange rate never changes. And so this morning, as we have been celebrating, everything that God has been doing, even in that moment, some of us found ourselves not able to praise. So I want to let you know, shake off the spirit of heaviness. How? Shake it off. Shake it off. How? Get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on the author and the finisher of your faith. Get your, offer, uh, get your eyesight on Jehovah Jireh. And then... Open up your mouth. But, 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 but my friends next to me are going to think that it's funny. Well, you can keep letting them control your worship. Or you can put on the garment of praise that God will give you and worship how he is leading you. And don't worry about what anybody else thinks. And watch the spirit of heaviness go away. But you have to put on a garment of praise. God will give it to you, but you have to receive it. And then you have to put it on. I can't worship for Deidre. I can't worship for Joey. I can't worship for Pastor Shalom. I can only worship for me. Because God created me to worship him. And he created you to worship him. So you have to worship for, for yourself. You have to get that out. And so this morning... I want to tell you, the morning is over. Receive the oil of gladness, the oil 
of joy. Put it on your head. And like in the days of old, when they would pour the anointing oil, it would run down. Like it talks about the oil running down Aaron's beard and dripping down. Let the oil of gladness cover you, cover you. Lift up your eyes and lift up your head and open up your mouth and begin to give God glory and begin to give God worship and begin to give God praise. For he's still good. He's still faithful. He's still alive. He's still on the throne. There's so many things that we can say. It won't always be. What you're going through won't always be the way it is right now. Seasons change. But God doesn't. Amen. Would you stand to your feet right now? Come on, stand to your feet all over this place. Well, that was super extra hot. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Super and extra hot. When you put that garment of praise on, it gets you all hot. But today, maybe there's a few of you in here that you need to exchange depression and anxiety fear maybe your eyes need to get off of certain things that have happened around you and back on the king of kings maybe some of you this morning you knew you used to have a praise a type of worship but you've allowed certain people to dictate how you worship now because you think that's the way I can't be too crazy I always loved that story of blind Bartimaeus many of you know it Jesus was coming through, and he heard about it, and he began to shout, and everybody told him to shut up. And I love what the Bible says. He shouted all the more. Don't let anybody steal your praise. Don't let anybody control how you worship. Put that garment of praise on and give God some glory. Would you bow your heads with me right now? No, we've shouted for, for a good minute now, and there's never a moment where I don't understand the the honor and the, the, the platform that I'm on, that every time that God allows me to preach a message, there's also souls in the balance. People that don't know Jesus. People that maybe have slipped away or walked away and they need to come back to Jesus. And so, in a moment, I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, you hear about the garment of praise, you heard about shouting, and you say, I don't, I don't even know the God that you're talking about. I don't know the Jesus that you're speaking about. I want you to know him today. I don't want you to walk out of here without having an opportunity to know him. Or maybe you've known him, you, you knew him at one time and you've stepped away from him. I'm gonna give you an opportunity right now with every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. If you've never given your heart to Jesus or you need to rededicate your life to him this morning, I just want you to lift up your hand right now. Just lift it up. Amen, 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 amen. Hands are going up. Amen, amen. More hands, more hands are going up. Come on, this is your moment. This is your time. Hell is real. When we put our faith in Jesus, we get eternal life. And so many hands went up, church. Come on, with me, would you say this after me? Dear Jesus, come on, help them out. Dear Jesus. With all my heart, I give it to you. I ask for forgiveness of all my sins. I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you. I believe that you died. 
and I believe that you rose again and I believe you're coming back again and so Lord I ask for forgiveness in Jesus name amen come on put your hands together so many people come on this is a time we celebrate this is a time where we rejoice we have a garment of praise on so I'm not just praising for myself I'm praising because somebody was just snatched from the the hands of the enemy and they're now in the hands of the Lord this is why we preach this is why we preach this is why we go to the darkest places this is why the women's center is opening this is why we went to TJ yesterday. This is why we took over 50 youth to youth camp because souls are in the balance. So when somebody gives their heart to Jesus, we celebrate. Come on, worship team, would you join me back up here? is so important how we praise why we praise it's so important so important we sing a song praise is our weapon and worship I wanted to try to fit this into the message so I'm trying out I don't think it's going to work but worship is my warship I'm going to battle with some worship I'm going to battle with my praise and it's so important because as we are kingdom building this year, as we're kingdom building, we have to have a weapon in our hand and a shovel in the other. And if praise is your weapon, there's never a season you shouldn't be praising. This morning, I want you to put on your garment of praise and give glory to God. You don't need a platform. You don't need a microphone. You have everything that you need to give God praise. You have him. And that, my friends, is enough. Amen. And in a moment, I'm going to open up these altars because I feel there's some people that are walking through heaviness. And I shouted for a long time about shaking it off, and it sounds super simple, but sometimes you need somebody to stand with you. Sometimes you need somebody to pray with you and to pray for you, to, to just link arms with you and unite with you in faith because sometimes it's just hard. That's why the Bible says about numbers and how important it is that one could put 10,000 to flight two even more or one or ten yeah you guys want to talk but it's so important that we link faith with one another and so in a moment the worship team will continue to worship we can have praise and we can go crazy and at the same time we can get to the heart of the matter for some people too amen so in a moment I'm going to open up these altars and the worship team will continue to praise and before you get out of here I just want you to know come back tonight come back tonight I feel ready for Maybe I might hand the mic to PN right now and just have her ripping right now. I'll just stay here till 9 o'clock tonight. Somebody said, well, I'm hungry. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I ain't got no hunger other than that for him. But tonight, come back. She'll have a prophetic word from the throne room of God that I believe in my heart that every one of us needs to hear. Can we give God another hand this morning? Can we give God another hand this morning?